Welcome to Return to Radiance, the podcast with one core purpose, to remind you of your innate power and essence. I'm your host, Danielle Venables, an Akashic guide and soul coach here to activate, heal, and empower the new wave of soulful CEOs to become radically aligned and unapologetic. In these episodes, we will be diving into all things mystic, soul level transformation, the new paradigm of leadership, business energetics, awakening, healing, and more, as well as holding potent conversations around connecting deeply to your personal power and owning your truth. If you are here for it all, be sure to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. While I'm confident the discussions in this podcast have the power to change your life, these episodes are for information only and are in no way a substitute for individual medical, legal, or mental health advice. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Return to Radiance. Um, today I wanted to talk to you about a session that I had with my own coach that was just so powerful and so life-changing in like literally every way. And also that was like really reaffirming of the work that I do um, because we ended up going into a past lifetime. I don't know that that was necessarily uh the intention of what she was facilitating (laughs) but it happened and it was amazing and of course she knew going into it um being the beautiful intuitive incredible human that she is um that it would go where it needed to go but um anyway enough of me rambling on this introduction i was having some trouble. I forget even exactly what we were working through. There was just some energetic like stagnation going on when it came to speaking, channeling, trusting my channel, sharing my message. Um, As you can tell, even the podcast has been kind of quiet in part because I've been, you know, busy with kids through the summer, but in part because there was just like a missing piece where I felt like I couldn't fully trust my voice, um, the connection between what I feel intuitively and it actually coming out in words sometimes. Um, so there was just like a little bit of like a, a block there or something funky going on. It felt like a disconnect was what it was. And so she led me into this like hypnotic type regression work that is not that different from what we do when we go into the Akashic records. Um, But she really let me lead. So she facilitated and held the space, but um, it was just an opportunity for me to access my own wisdom and my own remembering and she's always amazing at that. She holds the most amazing space for me, um, on this journey, but, um, yeah. And so what ended up happening is we were like connecting with that disconnected piece. Um, and we were like just exploring that. And then at one point she's like, go back to the first time that you felt that way. And, typically when you do like sort of regression work, like you go back to like your childhood or something, that's like the normal way that things go. Um, I jumped back like 11 lifetimes. 
or something. I think it was 11. (laughs) And so I went like way the fuck back. I was like deep in, in it. And I went back, I've accessed this lifetime multiple times at this point. Um, I've had this lifetime accessed for me, uh, through my Akashic mentor and it was a lifetime where I was a priestess in like the literal traditional sense. And I was, you know, doing just such sacred work in the world and in sisterhood. And, um, so I was like connected with that version of myself and I could just feel like an activation of my whole channel. Like, I think I described it to her as like almost being like a fiber optic cable that came down like through all the way through me kind of thing. And like, so it like mended that disconnect, um, between like my heart and my throat as well. Um, but it literally felt like this crystalline connection being restored, um, as I was connecting with that woman in that lifetime. And I've got chills even talking about it. It is like (laughs) my favorite, my favorite lifetime to connect to and visit just because it felt so authentic to me. Um, but anyway, then she's like, guiding me to like the moment in that lifetime where like things changed because that channel was there. And she's like, so where did that channel get severed? Um, and she's like, I want you to pause like right before you get to the point where it was severed kind of thing. And I did not pause and I saw what happened. And there was a, this was like 2000 ish years ago, probably over 2000 years ago. Um, And so there was a, um, basically like the, the place that we were living, um, there was a whole bunch of priestesses kind of all living together in, um, this area. And then there was this like dark wounded masculine presence that came through. And so like it showed up as a bunch of angry men, but of course, like there's, there's more to the story than that, but anyone who's like kind of studied, um, the historical rise of the patriarchy, um, like that era would have been like the beginning of that. Um, and so it would have been like the suppression of the feminine and, um, you know, the literal silencing of, of the feminine. And so it was like, our, our home was basically like raided and we were taken off um, I was taken off. I don't know about the rest of them. Cause I was obviously in my own experience, but, um, taken off and like kind of hanged from like this, it wasn't a cross, but it was like a cross type thing. And all I saw was like myself, like restrained. And, um, I went from like being such a, just peaceful and loving embodiment of Christ consciousness of source um and like that bridge between heaven and earth and i went from being that and being like in such a surrendered and beautiful state because it was easy to be that way and i went into a fight response where you know i saw myself like 
spitting at these men because I was obviously restrained. I couldn't do much else, but like, and, you know, yelling and like damning them. And um, so I had been carrying shame through all of these lifetimes for that moment, um, for that. It almost felt like a betrayal of self because I knew that that wasn't my nature. And I sunk to that level energetically, like my frequency just like dropped off. Um, and then I was like, the severing of the channel came after that. And the way that it came through visually for me, and I'm not usually very visual, but the way that it came through visually for me was a literal beheading. And that was like really hard to watch. It was really hard to witness. Um, even all these lifetimes removed. Right. Um, but that was the beginning of, you know, one of many lifetimes where the feminine was not safe to be the channel, to be the voice of truth, to express herself in the multitude of ways that we know how to express um to live in our authenticity you know like it's been a rough 2000 years <laughs> and it's incredible even when you're aware of the wounding that we carry and the wounding that the feminine carries from like it, the suppression for for that long like it's uh it's incredible how much we still have, how much we still carry, how much is still energetically being held onto. But the release that I experienced from going back into that lifetime and witnessing that was just life-changing. Honestly, it was life-changing. And it's not very often that I get to be on the receiving end of past life work because obviously I facilitate it. And I do it for myself as well from time to time, but it's never, it's never the same as having it facilitated. Um, so yeah, anyway, I have been kind of sitting with that and integrating it and letting those energies kind of settle in my body and in my energy field and, um, it's been really interesting to watch it integrate because I'm being called into deeper levels of trusting myself, trusting my channel, letting the activations come through instead of logically needing to know exactly what I'm going to teach or say or trying to, you know, embody like the stereotypical archetype of the teacher where it's like almost a PowerPoint style, like very linear, um, form of teaching and just like letting myself surrender into the channeled activations and messages and stories and all of those things that can help women remember who they are on a soul level that can help awaken just through spoken word, their soul remembering. Um, and so that's kind of where I'm at right now. Like I'm in this sort of transitional period where I'm not even going to try to be the linear teacher anymore. And so I'm like working on redefining what being a teacher means to me 
and what stepping aside and just being the channel means to me. And, you know, it's something that happens so effortlessly when I'm like working with clients and like responding back and forth with things. Like it's so easy. But when it comes to like sharing things with the world and just like speaking out into the into the universe um, without having like a conversation style interaction, it is very challenging for me. Like I'm going to own that. Um, It's very challenging. So that is where my work lies right now. That is where we are headed um, in the programs that I facilitate and things like that. That's why a lot of my offers right now are just let's work with your energy um, because I can respond to your energy as opposed to let me teach you how to X, Y, Z. Because I really feel like you already know. And so by guiding you back to your own answers um, and holding the space for you to definitely find those answers, like it's not just, yeah, you're on your own. (laughs) Um, It's definitely a space of um, facilitating you finding your true voice and your authentic truth and answers and guidance um, in a way that just feels so easy and aligned and supported in the process. Um, but that's the season that I'm in right now. That's that's where I'm at. That's why you haven't seen too many like master classes and um, you know, formal structured programs and things like that at this point, because I am recalibrating to this new level of what does it really mean to be a teacher? And what does it mean to be a soul teacher? Because that's really, I've always known that it was the soul work. So um, how can I release some of this human stuff and still hold the human, but not cater to the human um, and really serve as an activator and an awakening guide on this planet as we build out our businesses and our visions and our missions and just connect even deeper to the impact that we are meant to have in the world. So (laughs) that concludes my little rant on um, the revolutionary way of business and spirituality and letting it all come together from that soul aligned place in a deep, deep state of surrender. Um, I do have one-on-one spots available in my Voxer coaching, as well as in a more formal um, Akashic journey. Uh, That one is six calls over three months. So if you want to explore your Akashic records, heal past life blocks, activate um, your divine leadership archetype and uh, clear money blocks and self-expression blocks and all those kinds of things that could be holding you back in business, definitely get in touch with me about that program. Um, Get in touch with me about Voxer if you want to go one-on-one in Voxer and just find your, your way in business. And other than that, I will talk to you next week. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast, it would mean the world if you'd take a moment to download a couple episodes and rate the show to help it reach more like-minded leaders. If you loved today's discussion and decide to share it, be sure to tag me on Instagram at Radiant Soul Coach to help expand the ripple effect of this podcast.